Welcome to Ag Credit Set It. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from all parts of the agriculture industry to bring you insights and must-have information on all things from farming to finances and everything in between. All right, welcome back to another episode of Ag Credit Set It. This is Phil Young, and man, we are excited for this golden episode. You heard that right, 50 episodes, our golden episodes. We're excited to be here with you. We decided to bring the whole gang back together. So here with me is Matt Adams, Libby Wickstead, and Brenna Finnegan. Good to see you, Jibu. It's so great to be with you all again. And I cannot believe that this is our 50th episode. You know, we talk about experiences, Phil, and what a great experience this has been. You know, so far, bringing just a multitude of topics and guest speakers to our listeners. Year-end is the perfect time to look back and celebrate success, like this being our 50th episode. (laughs) But it's also the time to look forward to the opportunities the new year can bring. That's right, Brenna. Everyone sets resolutions for the new year, depending on who you listen to or or who you watch. There seems to be a top 10 list for for everything out there. Um, So we thought, why not jump on the bandwagon and have us share our top resolutions or suggestions for the area farmers and farm owners? So Libby, why don't you get us started? What are your resolutions? Yeah, so my farm resolution that I have been suggesting and having a conversation with with a lot of my farmers has been succession and transition planning and also just visiting your um, legal work. So one of the first things I will say is if you are, um, if you haven't updated your will in a while, um, or if you are a young couple and you have young children and you don't have a will, that's something that you guys would, um, you know, I hope all of you have a will or if, especially if you guys have kids and have it updated. I know my parents had gone back in the past year here and, and did some updates on there. So um, one of the other things with that, you know, transition planning is I've gotten people are always like, yep, yep, we got to do it. We got to do it. Right. You guys have heard that same story from your customers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yep. I know, right? Yeah, we'll get to it this year, this year, and then it's like five years later, then they do it. Yeah. So um, I've had the conversation with a lot of my customers of, you know, well, mom and dad don't want to talk about it. They think I'm driving them into the grave. Well, that's not, that's not what we're doing. You know, this is preparing them for retirement. This is looking at, you know, a lot of long-term care. I know Matt and I had talked with Robert more about long-term care and the implications that, you know, that could have on a farming um, operation. Um, so you want to listen back, you know, to that episode. But that's some of the positives. And some of the tips that I have for my customers is um, if you don't know where to start, it's okay. A lot of people don't know that Nationwide has Land Is Your Legacy. And that is a great program to go through um, just to figure out kind of what you want to do. They have, they can collect your information and they have a great group of professionals that can give you recommendations. And so that's my first thing that I tell a lot of people. And then if you don't have an attorney, find one. You can ask, you know, I don't know if you guys have your recommendations, you know, close to you guys um, in your office, but, you know, we have ours. I know insurance agents have theirs. Accountants, there's several accountants if you work with them. They have their certain people that they like you to use because they work really well together. And also meet with your accountant, meet with your, you know, your attorney. Um, It's so easy to not make that phone call. 
Have you guys heard that one? Oh, I'm going to call him next week, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then that never happens. So that's the first step that I would have any of our listeners do is just make the call, set up the appointment, set dates of when you want to get things done. Kind of like a goal planning with that. I know it sounds kind of silly, but to make the phone call, but we all get busy and we all are like, I think Ryan Conklin has said it before. Nobody wants to call the attorney. Everybody wants to call their lender because they need money, but they never want to call their attorney. But it always um, costs money. That's what my that's right. at least what my parents always say. That costs right. me more money every time I call them. It's like, well, yeah. But But that's why you can that's why you can kind of set things up ahead of time before you do call them to save you time and money. You know, with that, you know, start that conversation and then make sure you do meet with your accountant also, just so your attorney and your accountant are on the same page. I The best co- conversations and the best meetings that I've been in with my customers is sitting out at the table where all of us are there and we all can kind of hash out and help our customer come to the right idea or recommendation for them. Ultimately, it's up to you to make the decision. Um, so once you have those meetings, you know, decide what you want to do and then follow through with it. Um, following through with it means you actually have to go and sign all of the paperwork. I know we've had a certain couple of situations where people have done it, but they never set anything actually in place of actually signing the paperwork. Or there's been stories, family stories of nobody signed the will. So there is no will, right? <laughs> like that's that's a, mm-hmm. that's an awful thing. Um, so Get that plan in place, decide on it, and then execute it. But then also have that conversation with your family. That conversation with that with the family or the next hair that's you know coming on, or even if the the farming partner that your child, if they know what's going on, but then the other ones don't, that creates a lot of issues at the end. I know I've I've had sat across the table and have encouraged many of my um, older customers to have that conversation with their family, and then that's really helped them um, to be able to diffuse any family issues that happen, you know, after they pass away or anything like that. Everybody seems to, um, you know, still talk to each other um, after that um, grandparent or parent has has passed on. So those are my tips. Matt, what is your resolution and your tips for the next year? Well, thanks, Libby. And I tell you, before I get to my resolution, gang, I just want to ask you, what do you guys look forward to at the end of the year? What is the first thing on your mind that I should be doing? I know Phil is probably eating all the Christmas cookies and stuff like that. But, you know, what, what is your guys' uh, go-to thing at the end of the year? That's funny because that's exactly what I was going to say, Matt. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a massage. We were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, so when we look at uh, we look at stuff for the year and my resolution has always got to be, you know, looking at our year end financials and our planning. And why is that important? Why is any financials important into a business, especially like ours in agriculture? So I'll refer back to I'd say the early days of the Ag Credit Setup podcast. Episode four, we sat down with our head credit analyst, Joel Altshauser. Uh, we talked about year end balance sheets. Why are they important? Um, as your lender, why we need that information to help you better grow your operation. So that's one thing that, you know, all of our operations, I wanted to be looking at, um, you know, year-end financials don't need to be thought about right at the end of the year. We should really be looking at these on, you know, a full 12-month time frame. We need to keep things updated. What does that do? It helps us 
know where we're at in the operation. That's key to any type of growth. Um, it also helps us as your lender. When you sit down across the desk from your loan officer, we, we're talking about that next tract. We're talking about maybe the next farm coming up for rent or maybe the next farm purchase. You know, where are we at? How's it going to look? You know, it, when, we, when we look at this stuff, a lot of our, our purchases now, they're not short-term purchases. We're talking, you know, expensive assets and we're talking some longer-term money. So how does that look over the course of the operation when we look at, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years on some of this stuff? You know, what else does that do by helping with the year-end financials and helping your lender make help you make the best best decision for that operation? Also, it goes back to mitigating that risk for the operation. You know, we sat down with uh, Barry Ward on episode 26. We talked about mitigating risk, both big and small operations. So when you look at that, you know, having those updated year-end financials, working with your lender, planning for the future, you know, mitigating them risks, knowing what years maybe I should, you know, sit on stuff a little bit or, hey, looks like a good year to expand. We're sitting all right. So that's really some of the big things, you know, and that's where we come into as your as the lenders, I think, too, gang, is, you know, we are we're here to help the members. We're here to work with them, coach them. And we're, we're, we're almost we're almost financial planners to a point. We take that information and we want to know the future is for the operation. What are what are the long-term goals, you know? And then we can help try and make those. I say, you know, we might be a little bit of dream makers. We can help make them dreams come true. So that's that's what I, I look at as far as a resolution, I think should be on everybody's top list this year to try and, you know, like I said, don't wait till the end of the year either to work on your year in financials. Start your Jan, start your 2024 financials January 1. Start a spreadsheet. Start marking stuff down because in the long run, it is going to help that business and it never hurts to be able to take a snapshot day by day to let you know where you're at. So, Brenna, that was mine. What are you looking at for a resolution? Well, obviously, we always want to look back at things or whatever and kind of reflect on ourselves and what we've done and you know, like you mentioned, the growth of our operations and things like that. I think going forward into 2024, which is so weird to say, by the way, I think my goal would probably to be a little bit more intentional, whether that's on the personal side, work side, my farm operation itself. Um, And as a young beginning small farmer, I think people step away and just kind of they just do rather than thinking of like what's their purpose or why they're doing it what's their intention with all of their their uh you know workings on the farm and all that kind of stuff so if you're starting out i would think of ways to diversify your operation there could be something that you're good at or you're missing out on capitalizing on that talent or that ability. I mean, it could be as easy as keeping trucks on the road, doing backhauls, stone hauling, dirt work. Um, With livestock, it could be expanding to do contract barns and then using the byproduct from them to help reduce your own personal expenses and to sell it off uh, for additional farm income. So, uh, you know, thinking of outside the box, and I think we've had a couple episodes in regards to that. So, and what I'm referencing right now is episode 20, which is actually the first episode in season one with Zippy Dufall. And he was the, he, or he is the um, president of the American Farm Bureau. And what 
better person to get advice from on, on any of this stuff. A few other things that I would probably encompass with that would be uh, getting involved and engaged, whether that's in the Farm Bureau, state committees, networking. Um, you know, for our members, we have our Emerge experience coming up in the in the here in the spring. So, um, you know, just kind of getting involved, getting that networking opportunity in, and once again, using that that experience to be intentional with your own operation. Um, another thing that actually Zippy mentions is taking care of yourself. Um, you really need to look at yourself as an asset to the operation. Um, like Matt, you mentioned the balance sheet and updating it and staying consistent with it on an annual basis. Um, and that's same with you as a as the owner and the operator of the farm. You are an asset, it's just not written down. So um, if, if, if you're not functioning, just like a piece of equip, equipment, if it's not functioning, nothing's getting done. So you kind of got to take care of yourself personally. And once again, be intentional with yourself, um, whether that's making doctor's appointments or <laughs> whatever it may be, going to the gym if you need to. But taking care of yourself just as if you were uh, another piece of equipment, it, it kind of sounds like it's I don't want to say like downplaying it a little bit, but like you are the most important piece of equipment. You're at the top of that tier. So um, taking care of yourself is by far, in my opinion, probably number one. Um, and then, of course, still going back to finding a mentor and going back to that networking opportunity. I mean, those those people that have done this for a long time or or you're you know, wondering why, how they got into that or what different type of avenue did they take. People want to share their information. I mean, maybe not financial or personal or whatnot, but if it's somebody asking about the farm, nine times out of 10, your farmer's going to start, oh yeah, then just kind of go from there and take off with the conversation. I mean, we all have had those conversations with each other even, you know, with our own operations. So it's just something to keep in mind and taking all of that information from all of these sources and being that intentional, uh, you know, action within yourself, I suppose. So that's kind of where I'm at with mine anyways. So Phil, what's yours? Yeah, my resolution, um, it's been interesting to listen to all you guys kind of share what your resolutions are. Mine Mine kind of revolves around, <clears throat> same with yours, as as kind of putting maybe a business hat on. I think all of our resolutions uh, kind of revolve around wearing your business hat versus um, maybe not so much your farmer hat. And so, you know, your farmer hat is is really, you know, you're trying to focus on increasing yields. You're trying to develop the best farming practices. But um, I think you need to also put on your business hat. So Libby, you talked about um, succession planning. That's, you know, that's, that's thinking with your, your business hat on. And Matt, you talked about financial record keeping. That's, ha that's having your business hat on as, as well as your farming hat. And then, uh, and then uh, Brenna, you talked about um, just kind of getting involved, staying knowledgeable in the industry. That's also kind of having your business hat. Mine is not as uh, exciting, but mine is, is talking about insurance, you know, risk management. So that's also having your business hat on and kind of thinking of, of your operation, not only as a farming operation, but a business operation. So how to hedge against um, things that happen to you on the farm, liability issues, crop insurance, um, health insurance, all those things. So um, 
the 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 obviously the big one is um, your like property and casualty insurance. So your homeowners insurance, farm policies that cover your buildings, um, uh, anything like that. Uh, my my advice is to kind of connect with your agent, um, review your coverage amounts. I, I we had a conversation with somebody like I think two years ago, and, and multiple borrowers of mine that talked about the fact that inflation has kind of hit, and so stuff has gone up even from two years ago. You know those coverage amounts could be out of date. You know it just costs a lot more money to replace a building if it gets hit by or by a tornado or by a storm. So sit down with your agent. Ask where you're at on those coverage amounts. I know it's not the most exciting topic, um, but it's something that you definitely need to, to to look at. Kind of along with that is is to shop around. There's a lot of agencies that are kind of they're more brokers than they are representing one uh, one just insurance carrier. So meet with a broker. They represent and, and can handle a lot of different insurance companies. So they can shop around and try to get the best price for you. Uh, maybe that'll save you some dollars and also increase your coverage. Um, the other side of this too is is uh, like a an, an episode nine. Luke Lichtenstein talked about the importance of a, an umbrella policy. How to how to uh, control liability with an umbrella policy. This is actually something that I just uh, signed up for last year. Um, I got talking with my insurance agent, um, and we were kind of renewing my homeowner's policy as well as my auto policy kind of going over those amounts. And I, I remember what Luke said during that episode. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to ask about an umbrella policy and how much this is. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we can, we can add that on. No problem. It was actually, I think I got a million dollars worth of coverage and it was insanely cheap for, for what you think a million dollars of coverage is, you know, it's not that much, but it, it does help me sleep better at night knowing that I have that much more coverage if a mistake would happen or, or something like that. So um, but worth that conversation uh, with them to ask that. And it just you, you never want to find out after the fact you're not covered on something. You want to have those conversations early. So a farm mm-hmm. umbrella policy is a, is a great way to um, kind of hedge your bets there. What happens starting January 1 is the other side of insurance. It's crop insurance. Um, and that is a full go timeline. I know deadline for that is March 15th. So meet with your crop insurance agent. Have your information ready for them. Uh, review last year's coverage. It's kind of, uh, I know a lot of insurance, crop insurance agents that they're starting January 1st, they're full go meeting with three or four people a day, going over their coverage, trying to get them signed up and meet that deadline by March 15th. So if they call you, be available, get that checked off your list because that's one less thing you got to worry about this winter. And then when springtime comes, you can focus on getting equipment ready versus trying to wrangle a meeting with your crop insurance agent. You can get that checked off your list. And then the other side of insurance is obviously your health insurance. I know that I've got some friends that um, don't have commercial insurance. They don't have a spouse that works an off-farm job. And so their insurance coverage is through, you know, just a network. And so they've, they, and unfortunately in those situations, it's very expensive to do. Seems like every year I, I talk to those people and they're like, my, my premiums went up 20, 30%, you know, and it just seems like that market, if you're not, if it's not an employee sponsored or employer sponsored uh, insurance, it's, it gets expensive and it increases a lot every year. Um, I know somebody that got partnered with the Ohio Farm Bureau. They actually have health insurance coverage that you can work with through them if you're a member of Ohio Farm Bureau. And that I think it reduced their premiums by, I want to say it was like 40%. And, and so it's it's been a huge savings for them and they haven't had any re- reduction in coverage. So Shop around for health insurance if you can. There's a lot of different options. 
Um, and, and so Ohio Farm Bureau offers a great product. So my resolution, it's not an exciting one, uh, but it's it's checking out your insurance, checking checking all those boxes, having those conversations. And like Libby said, you know, you, you just need to make the phone call, shoot the email off to your agent and, and just get that conversation started. They're, they're the subject matter expert. And so listen to what they have to say. You shouldn't have to read through 80 pages of an insurance policy. Let them bullet point it for you and make sure that you have the right coverage and, and the right amounts for where you're at. I actually just had that conversation with somebody um, two days ago, and we were talking. He owns a farm-related business, and his he's the sole provider for his family. So, income insurance was one thing that I brought up, and he's like, "You know, I never thought about that. I mm-hmm. well, if something happens to you, you still need income, right? So, insurance covers that for you. So, I think that's a good one. So, what I was going to bring up, Phil, is it sounds like with everything that we've been talking about from, you know, from mine with attorney accountant um, to you an insurance agent, from Brenna to mentor and um, from Matt to, to your lender is find a board of directors, a board of professionals that you can re- you can rely on to drive your operation to where you want to take it. Um, I think that's really, really important. And with all of the resolutions that we have, you know, I think that's that's really key. And and I think anybody from any point in your operation, you know, if you don't have that board of professionals that you can trust and rely on to make help you make business decisions or even just to help you meet your goals, you know, that's something that's that's your resolution this year is to is to get all these professionals that you can trust and and work together. Um, and then kind of going off of mine, too, I just wanted to point out with any changes that you make. You know, if you're making entity changes or, um, you know, if there's any changes and, you know, like Brenna was talking about diversifying your operation, um, you know, you need to make sure that you contact everybody, all of those board of um, professionals. I think every one of us had touched on that. And that's just, a, you know, just something to point out to, I guess, maybe add to mine, but then add to everything else that everybody else had said. We all want to know if you're making changes to your operation. Oh, yeah, Libby. I think that's a great point. You know, one thing I look at this too, guys, and all of our listeners out there, we look at all these as, as tools. And we're, we're always a means to an end result, means to an end, you always hear them say. Mm-hmm. So what is our means to an end here is to be profitable, hopefully, at the end of this. By us taking all these tools, working with, and I'll say, work with your lender. That's probably key number one, because it's, it's kind of where we get started. You know, everything else will fall in place. You find the find the lender, and that's where some of our programs at Ag Credit, I feel, probably make us stand out a little more than others just because of how we've designed these, because we understand the challenges that our members are facing. So it's that, it's that means to an end, and we hope a very profitable end for both our member and the association. Well, guys, this brings us to the conclusion of our 50th episode. And what a way to end one year and to start another. Yep, let's kick it off with resolutions that end up turning into goals. And then obviously you end up creating your plan around it. So it's a great way to start off the new year. That's right, Brenna. And putting those plans on paper helps us stick to it. Those goals become opportunities, which can lead to overall success. From all of us at Ag Credit, we want to wish our listeners a safe and happy new year. Stay tuned for the next episode of Ag Credit Set It, where host Matt Adams sits down with Bruce Clevinger and Eric Riker with the Ohio State University Extension Program to talk about the new Farm On program and the positive tax implications it can have for your operation. Be sure to tune in. See you guys next time. 
Thank you for listening to Ag Credit Said It. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave us a review to help others find the show. Let's talk ag in between episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ag Credit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net.